Hey party people, it's Cassie with The Happy Thinker. This is episode number 14 and thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get started. Okay, so today's episode is Lies We Believe and the Difference Between Fix and Solve. So this one is a knife in the heart episode for me because currently I am dealing with this. So this is a goal episode. This is not one where I have mastered this and so therefore I'm teaching it to you. I am teaching it to you as I am doing it myself so that I can master it and so that you can practice and learn to master it too. So lies we believe um, are things in which our beliefs built up by thoughts Okay, so everything that we believe at our core is because of our thoughts. You had a thought about that that gave you a feeling that stuck around that then became a belief because you thought it enough times for you to believe it. When I say lies, I mean things that are not true. And how we define not true is, is there actual concrete evidence? In the court of law, everyone within that courtroom could absolutely agree that that is a truth. Like for instance, we bring a tree into a courtroom and someone might say that's a pretty tree or someone might say that's an ugly tree. None of those things are true because they're a perspective, they're an opinion. Now. If we brought a tree into a courtroom and everyone in that courtroom agreed, that's a tree. It is a tree. They don't have to agree what kind of tree it is, if it's pretty, if it's not, if it's healthy, if it's not. Those are all perspectives built up in our brains because we all have our ideas of what healthy is. We all have our ideas of what beautiful is, what not beautiful is. Those are all perspectives. But what isn't a perspective, what is an absolute truth, because the vast majority agree, is that it is a tree. So lies are a lot like that. That's how we can break them down and be like, okay, is this real? Is this a real thing? So I'm going to be real personal. We're going to get real here. We're going to get real, real, real. (laughs) And I'm going to share some of the lies that I have currently been hearing in my brain that I have thought enough times that are now becoming beliefs. And I'm going to get into the fix and the solve part of this episode a little later on, but right now we're just going to break this down with my own example of some of the lies I've been believing. Okay, so in my life, I am feeling pretty good about lots of areas. Lots and lots of areas of my life I feel great about. I don't feel like I am arrived, but I don't ever feel like I will arrive because I feel like there is no such thing. I feel like more often the journey itself is the goal. As long as I am moving in the right direction, as long as I am doing my best, as long as I am trying and not not pretending to try or not complaining about my life and then just, you know, idly sitting there and not doing anything to change it. As long as I am moving in the right direction, I feel good. So in every area of my life, I feel really good, except one. Okay, that's a little bit of a lie as well, except two. (laughs) So two areas of my life. 
I don't feel very good. My relationship area of my life and my parenting area of my life. I don't feel very good because I am believing lies that have become beliefs for me in both of those areas. So we'll start with the relationship because I want to get this out of the way and kind of just get it off my chest. I have been believing that I am kind of exhausting to be around as a partner in a relationship because I have had multiple people say that about me or imply that because I choose to think a thought, perceive their words as what I think they mean, which we do that a lot as humans. We perceive what we think they mean and then we take it on as a thought and a belief and then we think that's what they actually said when it's not. But that's what I've been doing and so therefore this thought that keeps popping up that is now turned into a belief is that I am kind of exhausting to be around. I'm an energy drainer because I think very deeply and I have a lot of topics and opinions and I like complex conversation. For some people that might seem exhausting. But the thing about it is, it is the way that I am. And because I know that's the way that I am, I am now believing that I'm exhausting because I feel like most people view that as exhausting. So, we'll jump into the fix versus solve. When you're fixing a problem, you're pretty much putting a band-aid on it and fixing the immediate urgent need of the problem. When you're solving a problem, you're asking, Why is this problem occurring in the first place? And then solving for the root. So those are the difference between fix and solve. So when we're talking about lies that we believe, I think it is super important that we imply, (laughs) imply, apply this concept, the difference between fixing and believing. (laughs) Difference, oh my goodness, I am all jumbled. The difference between fixing and solving. So I've been trying to fix this problem for weeks now, but I've not been trying to solve for this problem. I'd been fixing it by saying all the reasons why that might not be true so that I can fix it in the moment and be like, okay, that's not true. I don't have to believe that because it's not true. But that wasn't working because I was only fixing the problem. I wasn't solving for the problem. So I have to ask some deeper questions to solve the problem. But with this particular issue, thinking that I am exhausting to be around because I am complex and I think complex thoughts, jumping into a complex solution seemed like I was proving my lie to begin with. So I got into this spiral of not trying to solve for this problem, only trying to fix it by kind of like band-aiding it, saying, that's not true, and this is why. That's not true, and this is why. That's not true, and this is why. And that is great, except for the fact that it's not a long-term fix. The long-term fix is solving for the problem. So my problem is this. I believe that I am exhausting to be around. Why do I believe that? I believe that because enough people have said it or implied it to make me think it, therefore believe it. Okay, well, why does that matter, what other people say? 
because I have a need for approval, because I have a need for acceptance. And that understanding of myself, that I have an un- I need for acceptance and approval, jumped out at me hugely because I realized that's not how I want to be at all. So instead of solving the problem in a fixed sort of way by saying, okay, I think that I'm exhausting, but that's not true because of this. Instead, maybe I should say, I have a need for approval and acceptance because it makes me feel valuable. But if I find that I can find my value in other things in myself, not because of my acceptance or, or others' approval of me, then I've solved my problem. So that's what I'm working on currently. Um, I will get back to you on how I'm doing with that in a few episodes from now. But that is the first lie as an example of this fix versus solve mentality and how to start thinking in this manner. How to start diagnosing oneself. That's really what I want you to learn in this episode is how to diagnose yourself so that you can start changing these problems. It's ultra awareness of the deeper roots of why we feel these ways, why these things are happening to us, why we think what we think. How we built up these beliefs in the first place is a strong indicator of how you were thinking and therefore how you should change your thinking if it's not serving you. So with that being said, let's jump into the example number two of a lie that I've been believing. In my parenting life, I have a very, very exuberant, sweet, crazy child. (laughs) If you know anything about zodiac signs or if you believe anything of that to be true, my daughter is a Gemini. So you can take that with a grain of salt, how you feel about that. But Geminis as a a coin term are a little crazy. (laughs) They have two sides to them. They're either ultra sweet or they're ultra not sweet. Um, and they can display those on a split second, one or the other. And Marceline, my daughter, is very much um, standard for that, that beautiful trait. She is an amazing kid. I'm not going to lie, she's incredibly brilliant. I don't know, I'm biased because I'm her mother, but no joke, my kid is real smart, really, really smart. And she's very sweet when she wants to be. And she also has a really, really good sense of humor, which I love about her. But because she is so strong-willed and high-strung and on fire for life, which I want to encourage in her in the right way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because she is that way, it can be difficult to rein her in when she is kind of already in a mood where she's kind of lost it so she is about to be two this year and she has been having meltdowns all kids go through meltdowns but my child like literally looks like she's melting to the floor when she has a little mini freak out so recently they've been about everything and nothing she doesn't want to go inside when we're outside even if she just asked for a drink and I said let's go in and get a drink she melts down. She like liquefies.
like literally just evaporates into the floor. You see her body just go limp and she doesn't want to move and she's not going to do anything you ask her to do and she's just going to cry and be upset. And in a child that does not know how to express their emotions, this is a very normal response and it is okay. It is a stage we are going through. But sometimes when she is experiencing these kinds of mental tantrums and I have zero ability to do anything to solve, fix, or affect the situation, I feel very powerless. So the thought that replays in my brain all the time is that I'm not a very good mother or that I'm not cut out to be a good mother. I'm sure lots of parents have this, but the reason I feel this way is because Marceline does fantastic for everyone else around me or for the vast majority around me and those that aren't in that vast majority, she still does better for them. Maybe just not all the time. But for me, this is a constant thing. She's constantly not satisfied with my parenting ability, it seems. So I have this constant replaying in my head that you're not a very good parent. Hey, you're not doing this very well. You're not cut out to be a very good parent because you have zero power here. This lie plays over and over and over and now it has kind of become a belief. And lots of things externally seem like they validate this, which is the same thing with my other lie. That's what makes lies become beliefs and so compelling to us is because things on our outside external seem to validate them. That still does not make it a true fact, like we said before, if it can't be proven in a state of law, in in court, and it be an absolute fact, then it is not necessarily a truth. Now... A truth to one person and a truth to another can be completely different. With enough faith and enough evidence seen, a non-agreed-upon reality can become a truth. But that's a whole nother podcast. For now, when we think about truths, let's think about the absolute truth without our own opinion jumping in. That's kind of the point here. It's not to disprove anything that you believe as a good core belief, because if it benefits you, then there's no need to change it. But if it does not benefit you, like things like this, that it is a lie that breaks me down in my confidence as a parent, then it's not something that I need to keep around. But how do we get rid of it? We don't just fix the problem, we solve it. So instead of putting a band-aid on it, trying to tell myself over and over and over again why that's not true, I need to go back to my why do I feel that way? Why am I thinking that thought? And the core root of it to solve the problem. With this particular issue, I ask myself that question. Why are you feeling this way? Why are you feeling powerless? Why are you thinking you're a bad parent? Why are you thinking you're not cut out to be a good parent? And I started to get some really interesting answers. For one, I've kind of had a complicated parent life anyways. 
I'm not going to go into all that, but I am a single mother by crazy circumstance, and I currently am living with my family. Living with anybody, by the way, is really difficult if it's not like a partner, and even sometimes that's difficult, but I haven't lived with them in a very long time. So living with them with a child, and even though it is temporary and I'm soon to move into my own place, my apartment is being renovated. It is difficult to parent when I feel like I have very little power over my own environment because it doesn't belong to me. And because it doesn't belong to me, I feel like it's hard for me to be able to claim my own power over anything. So I'm feeling powerless in other places. So that's kind of the root of my parenting problem. I'm feeling powerless to parent because I feel like I have many other sources that are kind of taking my power. So the solve for this problem is learning where I do have power and taking that back. And also learning to claim what I can and cannot fix and deciding how to perceive what's going on around me. What I mean by that is this. My daughter could have a tantrum in the floor and I could make it mean, perceive it as, my daughter's having a tantrum in the floor. She's not quite two. She doesn't know how to process her emotions. And she's having a tantrum in the floor. That is all. That is all I can make it mean. That she's a kid and she has trouble processing her emotions right now. That could mean simply that and choose not to take it anywhere else. Where I can make it mean, my daughter's having a tantrum in the floor, this is frustrating me, I must not be a very good parent, I have no control, I feel powerless. So the feeling may still be there, but I could simply choose to make it mean nothing. And I realized I have this power and ability to choose things in my life and make them mean nothing if I want to. Now that sounds really harsh, but when it comes to non-beneficial things... That's really important. Now, your moral standards need to come in there. If you have values that say you want to make things mean something, if it's a good thing or if you did something wrong, you should make that mean that you did something that you need to work on. But you can choose what you make it mean. So you can choose to make it, for instance, let's say you wronged someone. You hurt someone's feelings unintentionally, of course, or maybe even intentionally. And you realized you did this. You realized maybe you were not in the right there. It's their responsibility to take care of their own feelings, but it's your responsibility to step in and be like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done it that way. Well, you realize this. So you could either choose to beat yourself up about it and make it mean that you're a horrible person and you hurt someone so deeply and it's all your fault. Or... You could choose to make it mean that you simply made a human error and you're going to work to do better. So there's very different perspectives there, but you chose to make it what it was. You chose to make it whatever you wanted it to mean. We have that power and it seems so simple, but it is exactly what we are capable of. So these lies that I've been believing... I realized that the deeper root of them is what I need to work on. The deeper root of them is what I have to be like, okay, I can make it mean this. Not the actual problem, because that's just a side effect. But the deeper root is what we need to solve, not just fix. So, that being said, 
I am trying to now implement anytime I start to have a lie that I believe, I try to, first of all, I identify it as a lie. What makes this a truth? What makes this a reality? What makes this a perspective? Those are questions I ask myself when something kind of negative pops into my brain. I'm asking myself those questions. Once I diagnose that this is just something I'm thinking or believing, but not necessarily a truth, I go deeper and ask myself, where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? And by doing so, when I ask myself these deep questions, I get to the root and then I can work towards changing it by solving the problem, not fixing it. Every problem may have a different solve, but ultimately the goal is to solve the root, not fix the problem with a band-aid. That doesn't benefit you and it's not a long-term solution. It may work for a while, but it's not a long-term solution. That's a good reason why affirmations tend to fail, by the way. Is it because they are a solve or a fix? Well, ultimately, an affirmation is a very good thing because it's a reminder of something positive to remember. But an affirmation only works if your deep-seated beliefs align with that truth you're telling yourself. So an affirmation only works if you've treated the root, not just the feeling or thought behind the problem that you're trying to give an affirmation to. So that's a good way to look at affirmations if you're going to make yourself any of those to help you work on things that if you haven't treated the root, that's just a fix. That's just a band-aid. And until you treat the root, the affirmation's not going to do you much good. You can tell yourself 500 times that you're beautiful, but if you haven't treated the root of why you feel you're not beautiful, that affirmation's going to do you very little good. So I hope this was kind of helpful for you today. Like I said, this is kind of a working workshop for myself right now and I'm still kind of working out the mechanics but I wanted to kind of break down in the process of what's going on for me so that maybe if you're stuck in this kind of same cycle currently of all these lies that you may be believing that you might have a little bit of a foothold a little hope to realize we're in this together And there is a way out. You don't have to have this reality. You don't have to believe the beliefs you've always believed or the ones that are negative. You don't have to. You have the choice to make them mean whatever you want to make them mean. So I hope you loved this podcast. If you did, please share it. I am on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, and so many other platforms. So find me, The Happy Thinker, there and share it to someone you know will love it. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope to talk to you real, real soon. Bye.